welcome to a place of shelter. It's a podcast for those who serve in hospice care. My name is Chaplain John, and I serve with Queen City Hospice in Cincinnati. And today's guest is our fearless leader, uh, Chaplain Josh Fagan, uh, who does uh, so much more for us than, uh, than we even know. But Josh, I want to welcome you to our podcast for our staff, both in the field and in the office. How are you today? John, I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. What do you got for us today, Josh? Well, first, John, I just want to say thank you. Um, thank you for your heart in this to, to just share with others so that someone who is listening may be encouraged or maybe supported. Um, it's a big deal, especially during this, uh, this odd year we're having, but yes. we're making the best of it. <laughs> so today I wanted to talk about the art of storytelling. So to me, there is nothing more enjoyable than telling a good story with a friend, with a patient, with a loved one, uh, watching a good movie with a good plot. Mm-hmm. Or uh, or just sitting back, listening to Louis Armstrong sing a song about life the way it was 60 <laughs> years ago. Um, so personally, uh, one of my favorite things to do is to get up early in the morning and write. I love writing stories. Um, I love writing books. I love writing novels. It's a, it's a pastime. It's a hobby. Um, so I uh, just wanted to, uh, to go and just share the fact that, yes, I, I am a nerd. Uh, (laughs) unashamedly that's right that's right but um but uh i think that it's a way that we get to create things out of nothing so just like god our creator created the universe uh in a word that we call ex nihilo which means out of nothing so when we create we're just reflecting our creator in that process Mm and um so my Maya Angelou has a, a quote saying that there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. So working in hospice, we get the opportunity every day to hear stories and to share stories. Um, so storytelling and narratives, they're all a form of life review, uh, right. which is an emerging intervention in the, uh, the chaplaincy world as of uh, the past 10, 20 years. So it's becoming a tool and a resource for us to use. Yes. So Life Review asks questions like, when did you feel most alive? When was the best time of your life? What are you most proud of? Um, what do you hope and dream for your loved ones? So it's, it's a form of narrative therapy. And narrative therapy is just a way for us to uh, to counsel through people and allow us to get some distance from the issue that might be in front of us and see how it's either helping us or protecting us. Um, With a new perspective, sometimes we can reflect or rewrite the story that we're telling. So we can be telling a story that we don't even know we're telling sometimes. And that story can be chaotic or can be stressful, or it could be intriguing and exciting. It could just be a mixture. Mm -hmm. Um, But the point is, everyone is telling our stories telling a story. Um, so narratives, uh, narratives um, were a part of our, uh, our Bible stories. So long before the first page of Genesis, we have biblical stories that were passed down by the oral tradition. 
And so these stories revealed by God and guided by divine intervention became our holy scripture. So biblical narratives of how the infinite God has connected with the finite. So what I love is, have you ever wondered um, when you're reading through the pages of the Bible and reading scripture, um, why isn't the Bible just written down as doctrine or catechisms or question and answer sections? Um, I wonder that quite often, actually. But um, instead, we, uh, we, scripture is written in, in life narratives, right. stories. Uh, yeah. we, we get historical records. We get beautiful poetry and prophecies and parables. And when, yes. when Jesus spoke to the crowds, he spoke in parables and um, he wanted us to find and search for the meaning to allow it to be discovered to us. Um, so there's some beauty in that. Yes. Um, there's also storytelling and just about everything that we look at, whether it's sports, whether it's music, art, theater, um, they can be existential in nature. Um, it's our way of making sense of our existence. Um, John, have you ever thought about the fact that we sit on a rock hurling <laughs> through infinity? You know, and how do we make sense of that? How do we? <laughs> I don't think we do. It's crazy. It is crazy, but it's amazing. <laughs> yes, it is. That we, uh, that we get to share in this as, as human beings yeah. taking a part of the eternal world. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but our stories can be a form of spirituality, too. So our job as chaplains is how do we connect the story that we're hearing to the divine story? Mm-hmm. So in hospice, we give patients, families and loved ones the opportunity and the and the outlet to share their stories. So we can use skills like active and reflective listening uh, with genuine interest to get that story. I remember a daughter of one of our patients said once, my mom just wants to tell her story. <laughs> I think back to a, a patient, another patient that we had. He was a World War II veteran. And he had uh, uh, varying forms of dementia. But he had written a memoir um, that I would just read to him. And so it spoke yeah. about his days in and out of the service. And I, w- I would literally just sit there and read to him his own story and his own words. Mm-hmm. So... That's the wonderful thing about people, that if you yes. want to know something about someone, you just ask. So we are yeah. wired to talk about ourselves. If you open the door, people are most likely going to share. Yeah, they are. And I think that people um, both, I mean, like for us and for the patients that we serve, it's like that if their story is told, that's connected that their life matters. Mm-hmm. And I think people want their life to matter and that they're able to tell their story just sort of affirms this is you, you have lived a worthy life (laughs) and your life does matter. Even if it's sort of, you know, in chaos at this very moment, it doesn't mean that in any way your personhood and your life is diminished. Mm -hmm. Um, And to give people the space to just know, yes, my life did matter and my life was important and marked by God's grace all along is pretty remarkable. It is. Yeah. And, and when you take time to, to let people know that they matter by listening to them and yeah. their story, um, they'll remember how you made them feel. Um, mm-hmm. So they may not remember everything that would come out of a conversation, but years later, they would just remember 
how that person treated them and how they felt when someone just wanted to sit down and just hear about them. Right. Um, so yeah, we're, we're just, we're wired that way. And it's, um, it's, it's pretty incredible to be a part of that. But, um, there is a, a quote from one of my favorite storytellers and his name is John Steinbeck. So I am a big Steinbeck nerd. So I'm letting a lot of secrets out of the bag today. <laughs> so let's not let them out too big. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, this is a, a story that comes from uh, the book called The Winter of Our Discontent. It says, a man who tells secrets or stories must think of who is hearing or reading. For a story has many versions as it has readers. Everyone takes what he wants or can from it and thus changes it to his measure. Some pick out parts and reject the rest. Some strain the story through the mesh of prejudice. Some paint it with their own delight. A story must have some points of contact with the reader to make him feel at home in it. Only then can he accept wonders. And my, uh, my last reading uh, that came from Steinbeck comes from East of Eden because I couldn't choose between the two. <laughs> Just put them both exactly. in, man. It's okay. How long can we go here? Um, we got time. So... Um, this comes from East of Eden. It says, if a story is not about the hearer, he or she will not listen. A great lasting story is about everyone or it will not last. The strange and foreign is not interesting. Only the deeply personal and familiar. So, John, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this. And again, thank you for your heart and just reaching those who or whether they're out in the field or whether they're tuning in or listening in between visits or wherever they may be that, that, um, that your heart in this is that, uh, we'll just be encouraged wherever we are. Yeah. You know, and I have like two questions if you don't mind. Um, (laughs) like I think, well, I don't know if there's two questions, but there are two, two streams or lines that are going in our conversation. Um, I think one is connected to like the care we provide. And whether we're a nurse or an STNA or chaplain or social worker or whatever, when we actually take time not just to be, you know, provide great clinical care and personal service, but to um, listen to their stories along the way, you know, like that's a great way to continue to, again, to provide care for people and let them know that they're important. And so, like, in terms of embracing the narrative and story as part of our um, you know, what we provide in hospice care, I think, is a one le- line of reasoning here to encourage us. But the other is, like, who are we telling our stories mm. to? You know, as persons, like as a nurse, as a chaplain, who is it that knows my life story? And are there places, are there things I can be doing and telling my story? Um, because I want my life to matter, too, mm. <laughs> you know, in what I'm doing. Um, and I think we all feel that or we wouldn't be in sort of the caregiving, you know, areas of life. But um, so I think that's like how, how do we apply this not just to our um, clinical work, but also to our personal work? Do you have any comments about that? that that's that's a wonderful uh, takeaway uh, and practical application of that. Um, I, I think that's a challenge for, for a lot of us. Uh, we're so as caregivers, we're so concerned about caring for others 
You know, there's a story mm-hmm. that um, the baker is often the last to get the bread. Um, right. So I, I think there are a couple of ideas uh, that we have ways for us to share our stories. And the first one right away is, um, is journaling, honestly. Um, if you sit down with pencil and paper and just write about your story, write about your life, there is something that happens to the brain when you sit down and physically write. Your brain is open to creativity. Um, you feel centered. You feel aware. You can put names um, to emotions, to things that you're feeling. Uh, there's clarity that comes from it. Um, yes. Another way is you have to have special people in your life that truly care about your story. Uh, we all have yeah. folks in our life that can't wait to talk about themselves. And that's okay. Uh, because, again, we're wired like that. Um, there's no judgment in that. Um, but you have to have people that are genuinely interested in you. And when you find those people, um, it's a reciprocal process where it's, how do we communicate evenly? How do we hear each other? How do we be heard? Um, and that, that's just, uh, that's relationship at its core. Do you think those relationships are rare? Um, I think they may seem like they're rare, but I think that it's more there than what we realize, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Because I think we'd be surprised about how many people do care about what we have to say and what we're going through, because it's very similar to what uh, they may be experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. lastly, um, prayer, because we have a God who is intimately concerned and curious about us. Uh, a God who knows the number of hairs that we have on our head. Um, so a God who cares about every aspect of our story because it's a part of his story as well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, with that, Josh, would you like to wrap us up in a word of prayer? And I could uh, offer a benediction uh, for today's episode. Would that be all uh, right? That'd be wonderful. All right, let us pray together. Gracious, eternal God, God, we thank you, Lord, for the story that you have given us and the many stories that surround us. And God, we thank you for your story. We thank you, God, for how you have formed us and created us and allow us to experience so many things, whether they're good, exciting, or whether they're painful. And we thank you, God, that you care about us enough to know every detail about us. We thank you, Lord, for the uh, the ministry that John has created and continues to serve in. And may he be blessed in his family. And may our teens be blessed and everyone who is listening. May God, you just show them peace and grace and love today. We pray this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. And so uh, may the Lord keep you as the apple of his eye and may he hide you under the shadow of his wings and may you know more and more how well you are loved.